go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Grow.Work, hashtag LFG fam, where success is in the details. I'm your host, Justin Bonnet. Today, all the way from Tennessee, we got Austin. Austin, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Austin Escobar, and I am the owner of Platinum Auto Detailing based out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. That's awesome, man. I know uh, the weather's been crazy up there for you guys lately. Uh, how's that working for detailing? Uh, it's tough, especially doing these mobile jobs out in this weather. You know, it, we just got to take it day by day. You know, you never know if we're going to have freezing temps, if we're going to have temps that we can go out and work in. So we've been trying to do a lot more paint correction coating work um, during a lot of this weather right now. Yeah, man, that's definitely understandable. So let's scoot back real quick before we get too far into it. How long have you been detailing? What's your story? What got you into it? Yeah, so pretty easy. Uh, got my first vehicle, and honestly, that changed everything for me. Um you know, I've, I've always been extremely organized, extremely OCD. So I uh, got my first vehicle, started buying some like the chemical guys products and just started touching up some stuff with some detail spray and things like that. And then that just started toppling over to buying some of these expensive products and really enjoying what I do. Um, then obviously the family members are like, hey, you know, let's get our cars detailed. So first two years was a lot of like friends, family work. Um, been in the business for five and a half years now. Um, and over the past three years, I've just been growing slowly. Um, you know, I started out with pushing a, a little cart out to the driveway and having people come to me. Um, that transformed into throwing stuff into the back of a truck. Um, and then, you know, now we're now we're on a trailer setup, and then we're building our shop currently. That's that's really cool. And I can tell by the way you're smiling as you're talking. It's like you can kind of think about the growth. And it's you know, five years is not a long time to be in business. And even from the growth that I've seen you go through and the conversations that you and I have had, uh, you've definitely conquered a lot of ground in the short time. Uh, what do you feel like is your success in that? What is your motivation and, and how do you keep going? So uh, my success in that really comes from the way that I talk to my clients. Um, I've spent a lot of time really like getting nitty gritty and how to run a business um, rather than trying to become a better detailer straight off the get go. Um, I feel like communication with your clients, learning how numbers work, learning what to do exactly is really, really important, especially when you start a detailing company. Um, there's a million people that do it. Uh, it's a very, very saturated market. So there's something that has to set you out um, from these other detailers or even just car washers. Um, the motivation that really keeps me going is just honestly just keep on knocking all these cars out and keep seeing people be happy. Um, happiness for my clients is the greatest thing. Yeah, no, it's 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 almost instant gratification, and that's what I really love about this business as well as the networking side of thing. And I love the fact that you're describing about what sets you apart. That was going to be one of my questions because I have, again, seen you grow, and I know it's a very, it can be a saturated business or what feels like one. Um, personally, in Atlanta, I feel like there are a lot of detailers, but, like, there's still enough work for everybody. Like, people, I feel, get too territorial too often, um, but – your clients will definitely seek you out based on your reputation and things like that. And, you know, all the work I see you posting on Instagram is, you know, it's always something awesome. It's always a six figure car. And then when you were down here in Atlanta uh, at the shop, we were talking about you doing a plane. Were you able to get that done? Absolutely. So we just had our first meeting this morning with a client. Um, pretty much my process is on anything bigger like that. Um, I want to have a meeting with you. I want to walk around the plane. I want to, you know, address some of your expectations things that are important to you, things that we can do best as a detailer for you um, prior to us coming out and working on something that's, you know, seven figures and above. 
Yeah, no, I think that's really important. And it's all about, you know, the experience, as cliche as that sounds. And again, those are the things that set you apart, how you communicate with your clients, how they find you, who they find you through, uh, that kind of thing. And working on a job like that is extremely uh, something that you got to be really careful with due, due to the liability and things like that. And handing that off to just somebody, I mean, I think you and I have talked about team members. and I'm pre- You have team members, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have a couple of them. Um, it's a hard thing. Uh, a lot of detailers uh, out the get-go, hiring somebody on is a very, very scary process. Um, pretty much you're taking your work and you're trying to throw that into somebody else. And a lot of times that can either work or not work. Um, but it's something that you have to cross as time goes on in the company. And uh, if you train your guys well, you spend extra time, you know, even explaining your expectations as a detailer for your clients. Um, that's really important. And whenever you have team members that can live up to your expectations, nine times out of 10, you're going to live up to your client's expectations as well. Yeah, it's very well said. And it takes time to train people, but it's also believing in people that want to show up. Cause I mean, we're not the only people out here trying to clean some cars and scale. And I think it's really important to actually be able to lean in these people. So that way you can focus on growing the business and nurturing those relationships and continue growing that side. Absolutely. Yeah. I, th- I think it's great. Uh, so when, when are you planning on detailing the plane? So uh, we're lining it up for three weeks from now. Um, what this does is this allows the business owner that owns this jet uh, get a couple more business things done and allows us proper enough time to get this jet done. Um, it's going to take us anywhere from three to five days, roughly. A uh, customer wants a full exterior detail, some touching up, some polishing, and some ceramic coating in some areas on the plane, as well as doing an interior detail. Man, that, that's crazy. I can honestly say I've never done a plane in 15 years. I don't know if I'd like to or not, but... It seems like a daunting task, but it the you know the way you speak and your experience, it seems like you've got a good plan together on executing that. Absolutely, it can be scary. Um, there's a lot of intimidation going into something that costs more than pretty much anything that we own. Um, but really, you just got to be confident in what you do, especially if you bring somebody along on a job like that, which I will. Um, you, you just got to be confident. You know, you just got to go out and tackle it and. Just know what you know best to do, um, and that's that's really the key to it. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and it's it's all about how you present yourself and handle your team, and just you know, again, game plan and then execute and make it happen. So after you complete this job, are planes something that you're gonna try to pivot to, or you just kind of try to navigate it as it comes along? It is. Um, airplanes are are a whole different type of detailing. Um, not many people know this, but there's special cleaners. There's special chemicals that you want to use whenever you tackle these planes. Um, there's a lot of electronics on them. Um, and especially being up in the air, a lot of people don't know that it's it's actually freezing temps above, you know, 30,000 feet or so. So, you know, using a lot of water whenever a plane's about to depart same day, it can cause freezing. Freezing is not good on electronics. So there's a really big liability whenever you do these planes. Um, there's a lot of like waterless washing detail sprays. There's a lot of chemicals that we want to use and stay away from as well. Um, pressure washing is one that's completely off the, off of the books for doing an airplane. Um, typically only hand washing. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. And I'm one of those people that'll, uh, you know, commit first and figure the rest out later, but sometimes that could be uh, detrimental in your, your business process. 
It can be. And that is part of growing, honestly. Um, that's part of your employees as well. Whenever you hire on employees, um, there is going to be mess ups over time. Um, it might not be major things. They might break a thing or two. But a lot of times it's just about, you know, your quality control, um, walking around after your employees get done with a certain task and just, you know, ultimately making sure it's up to your expectation before you leave a job. Then the most important part to that is also checking with your client to make sure that detail met their expectations. hundred percent. Yeah, I've uh, felt like the key to my success, one of the most important parts is the follow up. Every time we do a client's car the day after, I always follow up to make sure it's good or not. And, you know, again, you know, we're human. There's uh, plenty of variables. And I feel like the follow-up process is the uh, way to either get a good review, a bad review, or keep, keep a bad review from happening. I think it's extremely important, especially this day and age where customer service is really lacking. It's not hard to do a really good job. It's really not. That's right. And, you know, one thing that we went into our company is I stress constantly well as my workers that we walk these vehicles a couple of times whenever we get done um look at it from different angles sometimes we'll get really really close up on these vehicles and we won't see anything you back away and you see a lot um and that's important too because before you have a customer either come out on a mobile job or a customer comes out to the shop and checks out a vehicle after a paint correction or coating it's important that we do our own quality checks that way we minimize how many times a customer picks out something um, as well as we try to implement a very, very steady process of sending a follow-up review link to people after we get done with the detail. What this does is it's also going to ensure that they were happy with their detail for you. And number two, it's also going to possibly lead to a review. And reviews are essential nowadays. Um, with all of these detailers nowadays, it's hard to find the right one. Um, typically people will look at reviews. It's no different than going out to a food restaurant, looking at the reviews before you eat. People look at reviews and they like to see what you do best. Absolutely. No, very, very well said. And, and, uh, I think it's, it's, yeah, it's, you have to have some kind of reviews and you have to have some kind of skin in the game and consistent reviews. You might have the one or two stars from somebody that doesn't even exist or somebody that's pissed off for something that you couldn't even do. And, for me, anytime I have a review, positive or negative, I always reply back publicly. I don't try to make excuses, you know. And again, like you're saying, it's 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 imperative for a business to survive off of reviews. Absolutely. I think that for any company that's now starting, um, for new detailers, it's it's really great if you can start a great process on how to get reviews, whether you advertise through Facebook, Google. Um, really anywhere you want great reviews. What that's going to do is people that are just searching through and trying to find that right one. Um, you, you can most times secure a client just based off of your reviews. They don't even really have to see your work. Yeah. hundred percent. It's, I mean, it's social proof, right? It's like anytime you see a guy in the Lambo, it's like, all right, what's he doing? You know, I mean, he's obviously doing something right. It's, it's the same thing. And I mean, I think especially during COVID, but the QR code has just definitely changed the game. And I see a lot of detailers that put the QR code in the cup holder after they leave a client's house or whatever. And I think that's great. The easiest you can make it on the client, the better. Whether it's scheduling or leaving a review or getting in touch with you, I feel like as minimal friction as possible is, is the best. Absolutely. So what we implement in our company is our business cards actually have that scan QR code as well as our social links. Um, some people don't know how to use those QR codes, so that can be a little 
misleading for some clients. So we try to make it as easy as that, as well as that follow-up link that we send is a direct link over to our socials. So at any point in time, these clients can find us anywhere, um, as well as you can find us on many social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Google. So it just makes it a lot easier for people to find us rather than having to hunt down a QR code or find a business card. Yeah, I, I think that's a really very, very good statement for sure. And it's weird because like we're in such a digital age now where carrying a business card is kind of like old school. But going back, talking about these reviews, I can see where it's like imperative to have it at certain instances, again, to help uh, keep keep things flowing and keep the discussion about your company like present. I know uh, back for one sure. Of, one of the things I did when I first like probably 2012 ish or so. I got like the oil change kind of stickers and I would cling them up in the windshield. And I felt like that helped a lot just because it's the constant reminder. It's like, oh, my window's dirty. My cup holders are dirty. Oh, I can book right here. Something that I've found in my company that has worked well and I've done one set of them is air fresheners with my logo on them. Yeah. What that does is it's going to leave your customer a nice little thing to smell around. But as well as it's a constant reminder, just like you said, they're always going to be looking up at the rearview mirror. It's a great little touch, leaves their car smelling good. Um, if any detailer does do this, I recommend that you get multiple different smells, read your client, or even leave it just in the wrapping and leave it inside of a vehicle and let the customer decide if that's the best fit for their vehicle. Um, yeah, absolutely. But that's a great constant reminder. For sure. Do you uh, feel like disclosing where you got those done? Uh, so I go to a company called MakeMyFreshener.com. Um, they're quick. They're fast. I feel like for 2 to $3, an air freshener, it's a very, very small investment, but it's a very nice thing to leave for a customer, as well as it's always just a constant advertisement. Yeah, absolutely. The whole omnipresence thing, man. It's just constantly in your face. That's what it's all about. Uh, are you one of the detailers that likes to leave the floor mats in the car? Are you one of those guys, the paper floor mats? I do. Um, then again, that goes reading off of your client. Um, full detail clients that you first get, I try to leave them in every vehicle. But as you get a big maintenance schedule, you start to read what people like, don't like. Um, you start to figure out some of like what the things they're going to look for most. Um, some like really shiny tires. Some like matte tires. Some like their windows absolutely pristine. You know, it, you really just have to read your client as time goes on. And that's why we have such a great company built up as we pay very, very close attention to what the client likes and how they work. Yeah. And I, I think it's important. I mean, it's all in the details, right? As cliche as that is, it's, it's totally true. It's about being present and intentional with those conversations. Like when they drop the car off, like, Oh, Hey, can you worry about this and this, this, and this to make sure you pay attention to that kind of stuff. Cause I know like when I go somewhere, whether it's, you know, for food or for car work or whatever it may be, when I try to point something out and they're like, yeah, we'll take care of it. And then it's just completely looked over. That's pretty much all you remember about the experience. Yeah. So customers will use that against you. Um, if you can, especially on your maintenance clients, full detail clients, it can be, it, it can be kind of iffy, but with maintenance clients, they look to see consistency, but what they don't, what they do also look at other than consistency is you starting to understand what they do and don't like. Um, for instance, some of my clients don't like to text. Calling is easier. So I will always call those clients. Some people are really, really busy. They like that simple text and they'll get back to me within the next couple of hours. So really, really read your clients and start to understand what they like and what they don't like. That can also have a, maintenance client compared to just a one-time client that will never show up again. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's great. As far as texting and calling and things like that go, are you using any kind of software for your schedule or are you just doing it on the on the phone or what? So I'm, I go old school on it. Um, there's a lot of people that like to be organized uh, through some scheduling apps. I don't find it to be efficient with me. Um, I like the good old pen and paper method. Um, I try to keep most of the conversations on one app, though. I don't mind selling a coding or selling a detail on the Instagram and Facebook but I always route people back to my phone number. What yeah. this does is it keeps me nice and organized just, and you can see the whole list of everybody. You can see when you booked with them, you can see their names, their numbers, what vehicles they have. It, it really does keep it organized rather than just seeing a username to a social media page. Um, but so far for me, I find that pen and paper works best. Maybe here in the future, I can implement a scheduling software or something like that. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of the scheduling software and why it's so popular is like the customer relationship management side of it to where you can like automate a lot of things like your follow-ups and your please leave us a review and don't forget to schedule again. That kind of stuff, you know, takes a lot of work off our plates. But I can also understand, you know, uh, doing the pen and paper method because I know there's, you know, results and proof of like the more you write down, the better at remembering things you are, which probably creates a better uh, experience for your client. For sure. And going back on the fact of like learning your client, um, if you have an automated system that always is sending them the same review link after you have them as a maintenance client, I find that to be um, very unattractive for a company. Um, I like to just one and done it. If I send you one link, I'm, I'm only going to send you that one link. I'm not going to keep pounding it through to you after every single detail, making sure that every detail looks great. Um, that's just that expectation that those clients really look for after your first full detail with them. Um, maintenance clients, they don't want to be pounded with a million phone numbers and text messages and stuff like that. So I just keep it really simple. I check up with them once a month, bi-weekly, weekly, whatever I have them set out on my maintenance schedule and text them then. Yeah, I think, I think that's a really uh, good response too because it can be overwhelming. People can get like, they just don't care. You know, It's a tough balance in like staying in their face and in front of them but not being desperate and not being like, Oh, you're my only client. This is all I got. You know? So it's definitely, it takes some work and it takes some balance. Absolutely. And that's something I, I think that my company has done well at, and that's a way that we have grown. Um, we don't like to push it in your face. Um, if, if you know, a lot of times we find that clients just aren't our target audience or we're not the best fit for them. So, being a business owner and over time and detailing, you start to realize the type of people that you want to take on as a job and some of the ones you want to stay away from. Um, so that's a very big thing is that we, we don't want to be in your face all the time. We're going to let it be to you. We're here to help. I always tell people to reach out to our phone number, text message, social media, any of that at any point in time, but we're not here to bug you. We're not here to sit on your phone 24 hours a day. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely a balance. So I think, I think that's great. Um, so what are your plans for 2024? You know, what were you experiencing last year that you feel like you didn't accomplish or you want to change? You know, as time goes on, I start to realize that pricing increases is a very, very good thing in my company. Um, this year we're implementing a new price list. Um, what this does is it's one going to keep us up to date with just all these chemical prices and everything else in the world that keeps increasing in price. But what this does is it starts to narrow down the type of people that we get as clients. Um, like you said, whenever we first started, I typically do high-end vehicles, airplanes, boats, things like that. So as I start to raise my prices, I'm hoping to keen down my audience to just that high-end. 
Um, as well as we're about to build our shop this year. Um, I feel like mobile will always be something we do, but I want to keen it only down to maintenance details and have kind of just like a maintenance detail rig and use the shop for the full details. You know, anything that turns into carpet shampoos, paint correction coating. Um, I feel like that's going to really help us grow this year. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, very well said and a great plan. I mean, obviously, we've talked for quite a while now, and you know me, maintenance is like my bread and butter. And I think it's it's super awesome to offer that in the field and then having the shop to lean on for the bigger stuff. Because I know for us, we rarely do any kind of, well, actually, we don't do any kind of paint correction. The, the most we'll do is like a clay and a seal in the field. But everything else we bring back in the shop just because the tools, the variables of temperature and the weather and all that kind of stuff, it's just, it's too much to work for. That's for sure. And that's that's really the big thing that mobile detailing um, doesn't really say from the get go. You know, it's brought out that we make a lot of money. It's brought out, you know, all of these great things. But really, we're battling weather, rain. Um, like you said, temperature is really the biggest thing. You know, trying to lay a coating out in the sun, it ain't going to work. Doing it out in the cold, it doesn't lay down right. Doing a paint correction out in the sun is extremely, extremely hard. Um but it is necessary to start out as mobile too. I feel like um, people that get shops straight off the get go, um, that's great. But there's a lot of things that mobile detailing will teach you, such as product knowledge inside of sunlight, um, even product knowledge even inside the cold. Um, there's a lot of chemicals that don't work really well in the cold. So that, it, I think it's essential for most detailers to start out mobile and work their way to a shop. Yeah, absolutely. It gives you that grit too. It's like if you can like detail a black suburban in the sun, like then you're pretty much unstoppable. Like <laughs> that's all it really takes. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely mobile definitely teaches you a lot more things that can be implemented into a shop environment. And honestly, your work inside of a shop is going to be 10 times better. Um climate control, uh lighting is a really good thing too that mobile doesn't present itself a lot of times. You know, cloudy days, it is very hard to see where we're missing things. Um so proper lighting inside of a shop is going to be a great thing for us this year and really moving forward from now on. That's super exciting, man. And I love that, again, that you're five years in and to some people just starting out five years down the road may seem like a really long time, but I can tell you right now, personally, it happens overnight. It's crazy fast. It does. It goes by extremely fast. And as time goes on, too, you start to see what works best for you. Some people love to stay mobile. Mobile's a very good thing. It's very convenient for your clients. So if you can continue to do that, there's really no need for a shop. Um, with me touching a lot more high-end stuff, it is a great look to have a shop that people can drop off to, um, as well as I have a mobile pickup service for a lot of these vehicles. So people still don't have to leave their home with their vehicle. You know, I come, I pick it up, bring it to the shop and deliver it back to them. So I'm trying to stay as convenient for these people as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's all about the frictionless experience, and I think that that's great. And I think when you and I first started talking, which I feel was like two weeks ago, but I know it was probably like a year. It was like last year, I think, uh, is when we first got introduced. Yep. And um, I think at that time you were solo, and I almost remember you saying that you didn't weren't planning on having a team. But obviously that's changed now. What what do you feel changed, and what do you feel made you pivot to that direction? You know, it's just that leap of faith. Um, hiring people is a very scary process. You know, it, it's like I said earlier in this podcast, it's it's the distinguishable difference between your work and somebody else's work. And that is what you, you just have to be a really good teacher. You have to be patient and you have to be really, really understanding for things because we all started somewhere too. Right. 
Right. Um, we started out using the lowering chemicals. We started out, you know, streaking up glass and things like that. So you really just have to be patient and transparent um, with your with your workers. Yeah, I, I think that's really well said. And I mean, there is a place for everybody. And it's like not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Like some people want to clock out and go home. And I almost wish I could be that guy at some days, you know, because I know just like for me, I'm sure it weighs heavy on your mind. Like, oh, man, did we mess up? Did we do a good job? Did I run payroll? Did I do, you know, there's a lot of variables to think about. There is. And it's it's a very long process. Uh, detailing and business owning in itself is a very stressful thing. We never have time off. Um, even if we're not necessarily doing the hands on details, there's always advertising. There's always price changing to do. There's always following up with clients that we need to do. There's a number of things that we're doing after hours that a lot of people don't see that go into these businesses. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I think because, you know, we're putting people's stories out there, people can start to realize, you know, we're not all just out here washing cars and going home at the end of the day with a lot of money. It's just not how it works, you know? Yeah, it's it's definitely a well-deserved money. Um, and honestly, money isn't really my driving factor. That's another key to my success in this company is – I've always liked to see clients happy. Yeah. Um, if I leave a detail with $0, I could care less because I enjoy my job. Um, so that's a really important thing is love what you do. And I would almost say go into the expectation of going out and detailing a car for no money and still enjoy it. Yeah, ab absolutely. So everybody in Chattanooga, y'all heard this. Austin's giving out free car washes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I agree, man. It's, it's yeah. It's one of those things you start chasing the dollar, making everything about money. It gets gross really, really fast. And I'm not a fan of that at all. It's a very hard thing. Um, obviously, starting out, you're going to invest in a lot of things. So you have to try to like scurry and try to make that money right out the get go. That is OK. But as you start to go on, you start to realize that it's not really about the money that you're doing it for. You're doing it because you have a passion for detailing. You have a passion inside of the customer service and making people happy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, we all thrive for different reasons, but I feel like customer satisfaction is a great baseline for a lot of detailers out there. And um, yeah, just making them happy and seeing seeing the reaction. Like it's it's pretty much instant gratification. You know, we uh, we just sent out a Miata a little while ago and the guy came, he was ecstatic. He's like, car had been in three wrecks, like it's like four different colors. But by the time we were done with it, he was he was super happy, left us a great review online. So, you know, couldn't have gone any better. Absolutely. Like we just got done today with the Jaguar XF uh, car came in. It was trashed black paint. It been ran through car washes. Dealership was washing it. It it was just a absolute mess. And, you know, we did a three step paint correction and coating on it and client was just absolutely stoked. And that's that's that gratification that you get at the end of every detail. Yes, it's a very hard process. Yes, it's very hard labor, but that five seconds of them being happy at the end and giving you that smile and saying, my car looks great. That's what we do it for. hundred percent, hundred percent. What do you feel like? So I know, you know, obviously you're a big user of shot and supply, Koch Kimmy and some other, some other brands. What are a few products that you feel like you can't live without or you're glad you switched to? You know, I am very, very happy on the Coach Kemi stuff. Um, I, I'm a very, very big user of GSF. Um, their snow foams, especially on the mobile side of things out in the weather, they cling super well to the paint. It's pH neutral. It's awesome. It smells extremely good. Um, some of the shine supply stuff that I think is just absolutely kicker is a classy chassis. 
Um, we do a lot of vehicles, like I said, high-end vehicles, and some of those are trucks. Having the undercarriage looking nice and neat, it's great. Up in Tennessee, we have a lot of mud. There's a lot of things on our roads, a lot of potholes. There's just a lot of terrain up here. So a lot of vehicles that we see come in have dirty undercarriages. The frame is just a little bit, you know, it's just not up to par. So using things like Classy Chassis to shine that up and protect it, it's great. Yeah, very well said. I mean, Koch has definitely blown up a lot, especially down here in Atlanta. I've networked with a couple of the guys, and it's just it's gaining a lot of momentum. And going back to the shine and the classy chassis, man, that stuff is killer. Like, we do a lot of overland guys and stuff like that, and it's just like it's almost imperative to have on anything that's lifted. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm a really big fan of the decked uh, – is it decked out? Yeah, decked out. Yeah, that stuff is saucy. Decked out. Yeah, we- we love that stuff. So we have we have three different dilutions on that. We use three to one, one to one, and five to one. Okay. Um, so we can pretty much tackle just about anything from interior plastics to exterior trim, even to tires. Um, super great shine. We love that stuff. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely saucy and definitely worth the investment. And it smells like banana pudding, so that's always helpful. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Before we jump off here, Austin, where can everybody find you? So Instagram is going to be Platinum Auto Detailing underscore underscore. You can find us on Facebook at Platinum Auto Detailing. And then you can always reach us at our phone number at 423-667-1532. Dude, I'm, I'm so excited for you. I want to circle back shortly after you do this plane to your experience and just, you know, how it goes and what you feel like you could work on. And, you know, if you decide to be a plane only detailer after that. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's going to be a great experience for us and trying to learn a new even just to like a new field of stuff, you know, automotive detailing to aircraft detailing is a huge jump. It's a completely different audience. Um, so we're super excited to do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the last thing I'm going to say is like, I'm trying to figure out, I want to do some kind of raffle or something about people of guessing how old you are. And then we're going to talk about that on the next episode. Like that. I'm just Let's do it. With that. Um, but everybody, don't forget, let's grow.work, hashtag LFG fam, where success is in the details, and we will talk to you guys next time. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you, brother. We appreciate it.